0: A new episode of Real Ranked is going live. hello and welcome back to another episode of real ranked today uh we are going to be talking about stanley kubrick's filmography just due to popular requests a lot of people want to do this one so uh let's bring in who we have for today we have colin hey and we got steven hey and so uh yeah how are you guys doing today what are your thoughts on stanley kubrick as a director
1: uh, I'm all right. A little tired, but that's not new. Um, I really love Kubrick. I did a uh, a near complete rewatch or and new watch of some of his or most of his movies uh, last year. And actually it might have been 2020. Um, but, you know, I really appreciate, uh, you know, one of film's most iconic directors. I would argue he's up there, if not, you know, the most iconic director.
2: Yeah. yeah uh I'm or, yeah that's a good calling I'll just jump in uh I'm all right uh I've been doing a lot I've been working on homework all day unfortunately um and my lighting here is not the best there's not really any good lighting in my room so you get the half dark half light I don't know if holding my hand up like will help or any I don't know I've done that before but this is this is the best situation I think I could get so maybe I should close my lines in my window I don't know uh, that's okay though and um, yeah but uh, Kubrick you know he's, he's a good director you know he's made some good movies so I, if I had to vote for like objective greatest director of all time I think he would be the one or at least in that conversation if not number one like top five no question i mean i guess i haven't seen enough full filmographies but hey that that's what i'll say about that
0: (laughs) yeah that definitely he is definitely uh one you could consider the greatest of all time um so uh just before i bring up the tier list cole is uh saying why does he have a feeling that 2001 won't be at the top i don't know maybe you'll you'll find (laughs) out i have a bad feeling too cole i have a bad feeling as well we'll (laughs) Uh, see we'll see what happens
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So like a, mm-hmm. is there a stigma against two thousand one here? Because like I have it very
2: highly ranked, and I, th- I thought. No, yeah, I I don't know, you know either. We're, uh, it, we're, uh, we're just I think we all have different number ones. Is okay. the one thing. Yeah. I know yeah. going into
0: this, so that's why that's I'm good. like I don't know. We'll see what happens. Cameron's also saying we can't let that happen. Well, you know, just keep on watching. You'll you'll find out. Whoa. I mean, Is it
2: going to be worse than Pulp Fiction not being at one? <laughs> I honestly think it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Could it be worse? Well, hopefully, it doesn't happen. Or maybe it will. Uh, Who knows?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Well, then why don't we get started with the first movie, Uh, Fear and Desire, which uh, I think I'm the only person who has seen this. Yeah, I skipped it because I was Um... like, I heard nothing,
2: but I didn't hear anything like make it worthwhile. So I was like, all right, whatever. I I did. Thankfully, I've seen every other film on this list, but
1: I I, I skipped it for the same reason Stephen did.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Fear and Desire isn't a very... uh, It's not a good movie, but I think it has a lot of themes that Kubrick would explore later in his filmography. And I think just like his direction is really good. Like Kubrick, just from the start, knew how to direct a movie. Um, The way he like films, like some of the movie the way the movie is shot is like really interesting and I think the story is definitely messy but I would still say like if you want to watch Kubrick's filmography, you should at least you should still watch this one. get around to it. Yeah. I mean it is only an hour, which that's
2: pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's just a good way to like yeah. kind of see where he started. So uh yeah. It's a D tier movie for me, but uh yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine yeah. with me. D for desire. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: All right, killer's
1: kiss. Uh yeah. well, I, guess I can Let's I guess call I can start. Uh yeah, so not a ton to say about this one. I think it obviously Kubrick has a lot going for him as a director visually, so that's not a weak point of the movie. It's just kind of a boring plot, like a, a tried plot, maybe is unique at the time. Um I know a I think I read somewhere that a, the boxing scene in this did influence how Martin Scorsese shot some of Raging Bull. So I think I gotta give it some credit for that. But I'd put it I'd put it in C tier. Um personally uh, it's just it was a lot, a lot better. <laughs> like the the improvement from this one to the killing is it, Insane, in my opinion. So I, I think C's a good spot for
2: it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I I probably wouldn't argue much with that, except that I, I didn't find myself really bored by it. And I don't think, like, I think the criticism that it's um it's not really original or unique, I, I get that, because, like, yeah, it, it's not like, it's just a noir plot. But, uh you know what, I think it's, with a noir plot, it's more about the style. And I think the fact that Kubrick has his um his uh his background in photography really can he at least shows that early on and like with this movie, so I, I mean I think there are some shots in here that like I was like damn that's really impressive, and it's like this is early Kubrick, so it could all it's like you know it only goes up from there, and uh, yeah I I thought it was fun though I it was short too. That's, that's a nice thing, but like you can kind like of, for, I could forgive some things because it's short. Like this movie was two hours. Like, I don't know. They would have had to add more to the plot, obviously, but it's, I, it's all, but on a, on the Kubrick scale. Yeah. It's probably not up there, but yeah, that's okay. Not, not, I mean, he's still hiring the Kings out.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I would, yeah, I have uh, pretty similar thoughts with uh, to Colin. I think, uh, like Kubrick knows how to shoot a movie. Like I, I said, in Fear and Desire, I think he uh, kind of has like uh, it's a, definitely a step up from his last movie, uh, and the plot is just more coherent as well. But um, like I like Colin said, I think it is uh, boring at times. But then I also just didn't buy into the whole romance uh, that much, and uh, that definitely brings it down a bit. But it's a C-tier movie, so I think, uh, yeah, I would put in C. you uh, cool? you
2: cool see? C? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I fixed my lighting slightly, I think.
0: <laughs> it does look see better. My face a little
2: better. Bit better.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 there we go. Uh, before we move on to the next movie, Cameron's asking, what prolific director's early work is the worst? <laughs> I don't know. Like Steven Spielberg uh, start off really strong.
2: Um, I'm trying to. I don't know. Like I just haven't seen enough. Yeah. Because usually when they're a prolific director, you tend to get to their early stuff. Like last, if it's bad. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like there have been
0: some misses. Certainly, I don't know. Well, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, Nothing comes to my mind. Not that off the top of my yeah. head but uh all right yeah, i'll think about it i mean like fear and desire isn't good but like i think it's still you know worth watching at least so there steven i don't think one, one miss oh yeah i
2: guess the killing yeah no i'll just say you know i don't think one miss should be counted toward it yeah exactly
0: like
2: like uh an early work is bad yeah the killing i think this movie is like pretty underrated compared to the like how people talk about oh matthew vanished well that's okay i can talk about the killing i guess yeah i don't know okay he's back okay you didn't miss anything uh was it wi-fi you uh, it. it
0: was a live chat bug for some reason. Oh, it doesn't... Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was trying right, to see well, what he was seeing Definitely not yeah, so <laughs> def- weird. Yeah. yeah.
2: Although he made some bad movies to everyone. I mean, if you make that many. Uh, yeah, but the killing is, I, you know, it's solid. It's the I don't think there's really any major technical flaw in it. There's, I like, this plot is, you know, very economical... Uh, the non-linear structure adds an extra level of flair to it it's it's fun and um oh shoot what's his i can't remember his name uh the main actor's name fra- the actor the is yeah is it um the guy that was in the god sterling hayden, sterling I mean, hayden yeah. yeah he's he's really good so yeah i i enjoy it a lot so I, I guess I won't yeah. say too much else. I guess the concept is also interesting. Um,
0: Without You yeah. don't want to like spoil anything, you know? So.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, also it's... I, I'm just thinking about it now. I didn't take any notes before this or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just spitballing. The, I think the ending is like very ironic and funny. It's like, I don't know. I think it has that kubrick humor to it in parts too which i really appreciated so
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah you were talking about pulp fiction earlier talking about our tarantino ranking uh, this movie is like very it's a big inspiration on reservoir dogs uh yeah like i'm sure you can tell from watching it but i just think the the heist element and like just it's all super super tight and like how everything's crafted and like the non-linear storyline and all that um just keeps me really interested and so this is definitely one of his more underrated films uh, i have it like right in the middle because he just has a me like he has so many masterpieces but like i, I really mm-hmm. enjoy this one and uh yeah great ending as well um but yeah i don't want to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it so colin uh yeah it's like uh,
1: for reasons you guys said it's it's a fun film uh there's really nothing technically wrong with it like you said steven Uh, it just it gets better from here but it's still a lot of fun i think this is like if you if somebody didn't want to watch a full filmography um of kubrick but still wanted to get like a good overview of his work this is the one i'd point to for his his earlier works i think this is the best representative that is still um palatable to you know audiences who aren't as into film as we are um but yeah, like you said, Sterling Hayden is is pretty good. It's a very different role for him than, um, than uh, Doctor Strangelove. Uh, and it's yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, I like the ending a lot, and I don't want to spoil it because it's it's a really a really good ending. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun one. I, I, better stuff is still coming, but I think this is the first um, B tier. Maybe, maybe even. I, I don't
0: know
1: if it in A, honestly. Yeah, A seems A fair because like, there's nothing really that wrong with it. It's just yeah. better stuff is is coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be I'd it in A, um,
2: but B. Is... Yeah, the the only reason I wouldn't put it in A is because like the Kubrick scale and not like the
0: regular movie <laughs> yeah, scale. That's fair.
2: Like I I I mean, I'll just say the killing is definitely on, not even in my top half. So like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like we could put it in a for now and then if we feel like then, a is overloading we might yeah. we could move it down to b mm-hmm. so, yeah that sounds good that sounds good yeah, so, that seems yeah. Really
0: good um so uh there are a few movies that aren't like fresh in my memory uh, and paths of glory is one of them uh because the rest of them i saw either last year or uh 2020 and uh but I, I just think, uh, yeah, Path of Glory is a, just a fantastic movie. And like how, you know, Kubrick's direction, once again, is just incredible. Um, the, uh, what's Kirk Douglas? Kirk Douglas is just, you know, great, great performance by him. And then just the uh, uh, story of these like different characters in World War I, uh, really interesting. But I don't have a lot more like deeper things to say about it. So, Colin? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, so this is Kubrick's first great film, in my opinion. Um, I think it's the first that deals with uh, themes uh, themes I'm not great at analyzing but it's it's, it's heavier than his previous works um, those are those are more fun than anything but this one gets this one gets a little heavy uh, the Kirk Douglas has a fantastic performance and I steven Kubrick's refusal to uh, use actors more than twice is a little frustrating because I think he did, Kirk Douglas does really well in his movies um, yeah, he has, he has to make some really difficult choices here and it's 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 a heavy film and it shows the real horrors of war that that um that opening scene the opening first couple scenes in the fight to take over the ant hill is really really well directed. I think it's his I think it's his best scene mm-hmm. at this point and you know I I'd even say it's a contender for his top 10 scenes if we go that deep into his filmography. Uh, it's 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 a really incredible scene and I would definitely recommend this the movie um, to, to a lot of people, Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I, I would like to watch this one again. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. It's a great film. Uh, I just remember thinking like it got better as it went along for me, at least, um, is I think all I really knew going into it, the first time I watched it was, it was a bore movie and uh it's the direction it took really it really surprised me and i thought it made for a very interesting layered film uh you know talking about like the casualties of war and uh you know just like consequences in general and how that plays out it's it's very thoughtful filmmaking that i i really liked about it it was it's short you know um economical you know things that make for an easy watch but it's like so It's it has that entertainment value but it's still uh not necessarily like light or anything and I, I like that about it too um yeah it's there's some really powerful images in this for sure uh and I think that ending is certainly gets you thinking yeah uh, yeah it is really great though but I, I could say that about, like, all these movies. So. yeah. But uh, uh, Kirk Douglas, great, too, like Colin said.
0: Um, yeah. Cool. I don't, um, don't want to go on too long. <laughs> uh, I would put this in A tier above the killing. Yeah, I'd
1: put it above the killing. A tier is good. Oh, yeah, good.
2: definitely above the killing. Yeah.
1: I think I have a personally rate pretty high, but, yeah, A tier is, is good for it. You know, mm-hmm.
0: anything,
2: anything
1: below
0: A would be at a disservice, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's fine uh, alright well all right. we'll go to Colin for Spartacus Spartacus, Spartacus.
1: Uh, yeah I um. Spartacus is one that I haven't seen in a long time uh, Kirk Douglas is great in it but I don't remember a ton about it I'm not gonna lie I remember liking it when I saw it uh, but it's it's really long it's a really long movie like I think it's yeah it's the hours I think it's the longest movie um if I'm not mistaken I think it has oh yeah I think it has Barry Lyndon beat by like 10 10 minutes or something like that yeah no. um yeah it and it feels like it it drags a little in parts um I was also not into, as into film when I was watching it so that probably doesn't help I, I, I lost my attention a few times but that could just be because I was a uh, distracted teenager um but yeah, I mean it's got it's got all the technical prowess that you'd expect from a Kubrick film and it it did really well at the box office and was like a huge success and won four Academy Awards. So even though I wasn't enraptured by it, it still it still holds up um, to the test of time. So I think keeping it I mean B I'd put it in B personally, but you know, I I think it's hard be hard to argue against A as well for it. Low A anyway
2: yeah i I like um I think Spartacus is a good movie but I it's weird because like I like Ben Hur a lot and um like some of those other epics from that uh, era of Hollywood but it's for some reason this one I think it's just the corniness of it was a little more noticeable um and I think you can kind of tell that Kubrick was worked for hire director you know it's not stylistically like his other movies Mm -hmm. even like the killer's kiss feels more like a kubrick movie uh but um i think it's you know it's got like as far as like epic from that era it's got the things it needs um kirk douglas is good tony curtis is good uh there's um the there's some interesting interactions and like kind of some hinting at like homosexuality, which is interesting for the time period, especially. Um, And the fact that it was written by a blacklisted writer too, that's another one. So it's a very interesting film historically, but I, I think like stepping away from it and just kind of looking as it is, I was like, you know, I'm not ever going to go out of my way to watch this again, just because it's something I feel like I've already seen and maybe even seen done better. I, yeah, I would say so done better. Um, but that's, you know, it looks fine or I shouldn't say fine, but honestly it does just look fine to me. The um, yeah, the there, I mean, it's a well-structured story. I think If it had chosen to focus on one element, like focused more on Spartacus, a little bit more on the Roman Republic, a bit more. I liked the was the senator. Yeah, there were senators the the one with that ended up helping uh, Spartacus at the end there. Um, And and also the guy that originally owned him and uh, where they revolted. That uh, that guy. I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar. So those those two were both, I thought, uh, interesting characters. I guess maybe Laurence Olivier's character was a little one note for me, uh, but uh, it's all right. Uh, it's fine. It's a good. It's a fine movie. Yeah, you could watch worse. It's good. For three <laughs> hours for three <laughs> hours watching worse is a bit of a gamble. Yeah that's that's the one thing about it though yeah for sure
0: (laughs) uh yeah uh i think like this is very grand scale like really you know it's enjoyable epic but uh i think uh this is i feel like this is when you can like some of kubrick's films like there's like a clear like first half and like the second half are like there's like a shift in the movie and like this is kind of where it starts i think uh and i feel like i was just more interested in the first half um, that's probably the case for like other Kubrick movies as well. But, uh, and then I also just feel like because of like studio interference, and st- it just doesn't fully feel like a Kubrick movie. And I think that definitely brings it down quite a bit. Uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely way too long as well. <laughs> but uh, I still like the movie. Just There's definitely those issues that I have that uh i would bring it i would uh say this is a b-tier movie yeah
2: yeah i i mean honestly i would maybe even put it in c
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but so i honestly i think i like killer's kiss more just because style stylistically <laughs> i like it more and i tend to be drawn towards like noir plots a little more just because what that can do for story stylistically so and like the dynamics I don't know. I like it. I just, that's kind of a more personal thing than like maybe objective quality wise. But.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd go as low as C. I mean, yeah, it has issues for the reason you guys mentioned. Um, But I still think it's a pretty good film. Um, yeah. Cool. yeah really I'm fine with B, fine though. I'm again, yeah. B,
2: that's fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll put it in B tier. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I've only seen one Laurence Olivier movie, and that is Spartacus. So...
0: At least I you think. Should, uh, you should watch Rebecca. You should watch Rebecca.
2: There was, oh, I, uh, I was gonna watch Marathon Man like in January, but then I like something, then it wouldn't work, so I, I, I didn't watch it. But that's another one. That mm-hmm. was close mm-hmm. to watching.
0: But yeah, uh, that's cool. I guess Cameron likes uh, Spartacus. Oh. At, uh, that's Spartacus. that's for <laughs> like Spartacus. Oh
2: man. I think, it's, uh, we can't go by Alphabet, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) It's a a good film. I just can't, I can't put it above anything in the A category right now, and definitely not in S.
0: All right, well, let's move on to Lolita. Uh, Steven, go to you. Yeah, Lolita. Uh,
2: it's a good movie. It's funny, I think. (laughs) <laughs> it kind of has some of the same issues I had with Spartacus in that um, maybe the ideas it explores it kind of should have, it, it's weird because um, it's like Kubrick's earlier or like, I mean, I guess the killing and paths of glory are like so economical and then like Doctor Strange. I mean, they're just short, but even then I would say they are economical films, but like Lolita is very slow and flowy, much more sensory. And I think that works, but to a certain point, you're kind of like, okay. So like, I get the gist, like, maybe if they had delved a bit more into the psychology of, um, uh, the, the pedophile Humbert uh, would have Humbert Humbert. Humber. Humber, yeah. He, <laughs> if, I couldn't remember. I knew it was the double name. Uh, yeah. If they had, which I hear is what they did in the book, but I do like that he goes for that black comedy angle. I think it works better for a Kubrick movie, especially because uh, I think him. I think he works very well comedically, as well as any. I mean, he's very. He can. He's a very much can do any genre. I think so, and Lolita is certainly ambitious in parts, and. Um, you know, for the time it was very censored and they got around it in interesting ways. But I, I, I would say like when he's, when he gets married and like that, that whole sequence, I'm like, okay, like I get the idea. Like, and, and I think it's also a movie you watch again, could be better just because knowing how it all comes together, made that runtime feel a little more rewarding too. Also, I didn't even mention Peter Sellers. Dude, dude's a fucking beast. Uh, What more can be said? So, yeah, uh, it's a good movie.
0: Peter Sellers, really great. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I think uh, this is also, you know, it's a pretty funny movie as well. But, uh, and yeah, it doesn't feel like very many directors are able to adapt the story, but I think Kubrick does it. Uh, Really good job just crafting this and uh, making you... And I think James Mason is also good at the lead. Like I think he does a good job of making you want to see what happens to his character. And you know, not like you know, I think a, a different than like. I don't really? know like the themes of like, you know, pedophilia and all that. You know, where it's like, but I think the character, uh, the way he's represented, is interesting. Um, like I don't, uh, and the lion Also, I think she does a pretty good job of uh playing lolita uh she's like kind of naive but also like she kind of knows what's going on so it's like you know the duality there which i think uh she does really well and then uh yeah you talk about peter sellers he's he's great Uh, just from the first scene till the end like uh yeah you got a great uh role and then just the the ideas of like lust and all that is uh really uh you just i think kubrick does a really good job of putting that on screen so colin
1: um yeah so this is kind of a dicey subject matter so the fact that it's it's good i think speaks to kubrick's uh prowess um i can't say it's, it's amazing but when i was doing a full kubrick watch through um this is a a nice bit of levity compared to the past two, and then you know after Doctor Strange Love, it's going to go back into pretty serious films. But this this film is quite funny, like you guys mentioned. Um, Peter is being a big part of that, and it, it'll develop that and be even funnier Doctor Strange Love. But yeah, I i can't add to anything that really that you guys have said. It's it's fine. I think it's the last Kubrick film that I'd, I really don't love. Everything from here on out, I I was either blown away by or really enjoyed. Uh, so, yeah, just for that, I, I don't think I can go higher than B. Um, I think I'd put it above Spartacus just because I think it's much better paced than Spartacus. Um, some of those mm-hmm. some
0: parts where it, like obviously got
1: censored or he had to work around what would have gotten censored like a, a little weird, but I think overall the pace is a lot better than Spartacus in some of the other films, which I enjoyed them.
2: Yeah, I, I'm cool with
0: the B. Right above yeah. Spartacus. I would put up both Spartacus as well. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Colin, I think your mic was having some issues there.
2: Oh, oh boy. You're good now. You're fine now. I think
0: you might have been covering
2: it up when you are talking Maybe. is all. Yeah. Maybe. And you might like this. this. I don't know.
1: Hmm. i like send this side, though. No, there's no like external microphone. It's, I need a new headset anyway. Yeah, it's uh, that's fair. Let me switch Wi-Fi networks.
2: Yeah, it's inter. Well, it's. I guess I will just say, I think the apparently. Okay, I'm just going off what I've heard about the adaptation of *Lolita*. I'll just say this really quick because Cole mentioned it. Um, the, I guess the character. Of uh, Humbert Humbert is like more explicitly just like a pedophile in the yeah. book and like he it's not just Lolita that he's after and then um, I guess in the movie they try to make it more like Lolita's the villain too or like he's just kind of like he's lusting after just Lolita and he's still a pedophile but like you kind of feel more bad for him so I I think it's interesting like sexualizing her uh yeah but you know again it's kind of those touchy themes but i i can see how that's an issue but mm-hmm. i think it works because of that comedy angle as well so yeah 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 i think I'd i just agree with most mentioned. of uh
0: steven's thoughts uh uh-huh. yeah cool who's on dr strange love right? so uh i will start with dr strange love um trying to remember when i watched it because i'm like i don't think i was i don't think i realized it was a comedy (laughs) uh before watching the movie and so i was just like oh wow uh, this was really funny and like just kubrick is you know his direction is amazing uh peter sellers and george c scott give fantastic performances uh i think uh this the satire is incredibly well written and i feel like i've only seen it once and it feels like something that I will enjoy even more on a rewatch just because like knowing it's a comedy, knowing it's a satire, I feel like I'll be able to understand those jokes a little bit better and realize like what it's touching on a little bit better. But uh, yeah, um, this is probably I'll I'll save it till the end. Colin, you can go.
1: Okay, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you that it's better on rewatch because I rewatched it last May and I had a blast. I showed it to some of my roommates and it's as funny as film, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, especially, especially in these times, I think it's, it's become more relevant. I mean, I'm sure people have said this to death about this film, but it's true. It's become more relevant um, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's in a, a scary and funny way. Um, uh, Peter Sellers, amazing. Sterling Hayden, incredible performance i think i think his performance here is really underrated i'm gonna try to cover my mic um really really funny performance from uh sterling hayden and it's i feel like everything else um previously i feel like maybe doesn't have a such a big pop cultural cultural presence um i think starting from here on out everything from kubrick has like this got referenced in one of my classes the other day is my is my main point. It's just it feels like everything from here on out is, is a lot bigger. Yeah, like I said, presence in pop culture. Um and I think that's a testament to just how much Kubrick's improved. which I think I don't know what the period between uh Strange Love and Lolita is or uh but let's see here. What was Lolita's 1962 and then I'm sorry sixty four okay. yeah, it just feels like a big jump from Alina. so uh, he did a lot of improvement in that two years. and then obviously we're gonna talk about two thousand and one, but it usually gets better and better. Uh, I'd put this one in s tier personally. i think I think it's a fantastic film with like almost nothing wrong with it.
2: Yeah, that's a, a good one. Uh, I'd also put it in s for sure just because uh, like all the things you guys have said, um, I think yeah, Peter Sellers here. Uh, his the fact that he plays all those characters like made me in Lolita like think that he was playing multiple characters because I was like, oh, I know this time like yeah, he's playing. And then I was like, oh no, he's actually not. Okay, <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, the one thing I'll say is I think this movie is so good because it's on top of being a like, a comedy, like, it's not, you, you could still call it an amazing movie and not laugh once throughout the entire thing, like, uh, as a drama and as, like, like thematically, you know, all those things, like, I think it, it's just as good as the comedy is, so I think that's a major reason why uh, it's so good, at least, and I think, I mean, I think that's fair to say all comedies, like, I'll struggle with them if, like, you know, if you're just like, oh, let's just like get some random SNL actors together and uh, improv and hope some of the jokes land, which is not my biggest. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that form of comedy, but I think Dr. Strangelove is a good example of what kind of comedy I do like. Uh, so yeah, cool movie. Mm-hmm. S tier, no
0: questions asked. Yes, definitely an S tier for me. So. All right, first S tier on the board. No. Yeah, more uh, to come. Sorry
1: to to add to what you were saying, Stephen. I mean the fact that it's it's still pretty fucking funny 60 years later, uh, versus like a lot of the SNL comedies out of the late 2000s that you know people have already forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. I think it.
2: Well, I I will say, I don't really watch an SNL. I'm saying more like the movies that no, yeah, have yeah, the SNL alums
0: yeah Uh, like i you know
2: know. i i have like some like i had fun watching blades of glory occasionally but like (laughs) you know it's it's not the same there's not as much care put into the craft like why can't a comedy have like i think game night is a yeah that's literally like, like i think that's what everybody thinks of when they think of oh like what's a modern day comedy that actually also tries to be a
1: Also tries to be a good movie. Yeah, you cut out there. Sorry. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh. All right. Uh, Two
0: thousand one. Before we move on, I just wanted to uh, bring up Cameron's comment saying that uh, it's pretty depressing how few Kubrick movies he's seen, considering two thousand one and The Shining are two of his Uh. favorite movies.
2: Well, that's okay. You got plenty of surprises left. Yes, as yes, for *Stranger Things*, strange, more man. like it. Yes. *Step Brothers*? Eh, you know what? I mean, that's another one. I—I I mean, Adam McKay at least kind of knows how to make a movie, but lately he seems like he doesn't. So I don't know. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> I thought he—I thought he could make a movie, but maybe he can't. I don't know.
0: Uh, all right, well, let's move on to 2001. Yeah. Colin.
2: Oh boy. So
1: you know it's. This is a hard one to talk about because it's hailed as a masterpiece, uh, right, rightfully so. Um, it was my favorite Kubrick film for 24 hours, and then I watched uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, we get to that. But yeah, there's there's so much to talk about here. Um, the effects, you know, well ahead of their time. It's amazing. It's a visually amazing movie. It's his best-looking one. I guess the, the argument could be made for Barry Lyndon, but I, I think 2001 is his best-looking movie. Um, and there's a lot of good-looking Kubrick movies, so that uh, that says something. Um, it, I know the complaint a lot of times is it feels long. I I think Kubrick's breaking up the movie helps a little bit here because it, even though they are distinct, like the the first part where you know the the apes are in that one place that doesn't last super long. But then the, when the one guy, it's been a while since I watched this, but when the one guy goes to the space station and then they find the monolith on the moon and then the breakup. Into the next part of the movie where they're on the space mission, I think that I think that works pretty well here um, because I think the parts individually are paced fine. So even though it is it is a long movie, it's there is that break I think is to the film's benefit. Um, and that true sure, that that first part I don't like as much, but that second part absolutely blew me away. Uh, it's fantastic. It's it's a really nice slow burn um with with Hal absolutely terrifying uh I think one of the best movie villains from like the pre-70s easily um and so yeah it's 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 held up really well um and it's it's just a really fantastic movie I guess I could go on but I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit here
2: yeah I mean it's 2001 what more can be said you know it's it's that movie um i i'm trying to think i guess i'll just talk about a bit my history with it is that i first time i watched this movie was in high school and i watched it on my fucking telephone <laughs> and uh i i i thought it was dumb pretentious sci-fi movie with no uh no no reason real reason to exist other than for stanley kubrick to flaunt how amazing of a filmmaker he was i i'm not sure if this was i think this was my first stanley kubrick movie as well which Ooh. is weird uh i will say when i was younger i i'm trying to think i think it was this and the shining were the first two i watched and i Remember not really getting either of them and thinking they were very overrated. I liked The Shining, but like I thought this movie was dumb. And it got to the Stargate sequence, and I was like, Why? What the fuck is this shit? And I did the old fast forward through it, and I'm laying in my bed, and I'm just like, Why am I watching this? The movie ends. I'm like, I don't know what any of that meant, and I don't care. Then. Flash forward to, like, a year or two later. It's in IMAX theaters, the Christopher Nolan restoration. I'm like, hey, uh, for some reason, I want to see this movie in IMAX. I don't know why. I thought I hated it, but I, I, something's telling me I should go see it again. And sure enough, it uh, it blew me away the second time. I said, yeah, yeah, this is a really fucking good movie right here. And so... Ever since then, I've I've been on the the bandwagon for this one, uh, and I, I think there, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to argue against it. Um, it's fucking two thousand one. It's like one of those movies that if it's like one of the few movies you could argue is objectively the greatest film ever made. So that's pretty much my two cents there. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so I'll, uh, might be a hot take, but I'm definitely lower on the 2001 of Space Odyssey, <laughs> uh, side, but hey, I, I, I totally understand, like, you know, it being the best, like, I definitely, like objectively, right, like, so it's definitely <laughs> there, but, uh, you know, the themes, I obviously, I don't really understand, I, I don't really, <laughs> uh, it's not a story that I connect to all the way, but I do enjoy it. I like I, I enjoy the movie uh, quite a lot. But um, it's not one of my favorites, even though it's just like a... It's still like an incredible film, but it's not one of where that like I just really connect to all the way. But uh, visually, it's beautiful. It's probably... It holds up extremely well. Um, the Let me just bring up these comments that uh, they brought up with this... Um, earlier but uh, I yeah definitely agree with this too. Uh but yeah I mean it is objectively a masterpiece but not entirely for me. So yeah. Totally fair.
1: So a lot of yeah, people don't uh, like it the first time I saw it. So
0: yeah. Although you watch it on yeah. time. So
2: yeah no that's <laughs> the thing. I I went from phone to IMAX screening what a world of difference yeah that'd be
1: the major difference
2: and honestly like it's not i'm not huge on like you need to see it in a movie theater to fully appreciate it but it's like i've i've watched fucking 2001 on my iphone 5 se or whatever like (laughs) like that it was like that's not like even watching it on like a new iphone would be a much better experience like literally i don't know Or like if you watch it at a nice tv at home on a blu-ray like that's fine <laughs> you know but yeah it is definitely not ideal i had no idea what i was getting into um i had never seen anything like it but i in hindsight i think that was a good thing i just didn't know it at the time <laughs> so, <laughs> so i kind of like it for that reason too um but yeah it's yeah that's and i, I guess i will say one more thing actually that came to my mind i um, this isn't necessarily an original thought but I someone I follow on Letterboxd, he was like, yeah I uh, he watched a movie and he said like he was complimenting it because like it was so well intentioned and I was like, I feel like that's 2001 right there like, you don't know what's happening you don't know maybe why it's happening every time, but like, you know there was intent and purpose behind it like, it doesn't feel like they're just like oh, we'll just do the check mark of the Oh, I guess we need this scene, so we'll just do it. Like, it's all very well intentioned. Like you can tell every single shot, every single placement of the camera, which that's just Kubrick for the rest of his career, I think. And, um, but I think this one is probably the best example of that. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll stop now.
1: No, that's good. That's good.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't know where
1: I'd put it in, if I'd put it above or below *Strangelove*. I'm I'm thinking. Strange Strange yeah. is a lot, a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> would definitely put it above it. It's my favorite Kubrick, but so I guess Matthew would probably put it below Strange Love. So it I would probably it comes down to you. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, I, I would it put it above. above.
1: I, w- I would put it above. Matthew, would you not. still have it? Would you have it? Where would you put it, tier wise?
0: Um, I, I, I think it's worthy of an S tier rating. But, okay. All right. Well, uh, we can put it uh, def- yeah. I, I just I think I prefer Strange Love more. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cameron, I do think that ends up above though. Oh, I was insane and in thin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David Lynch would be proud.
0: <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, we'll go on to Clockwork Orange. Uh, that will also be our first orange cat counter. Mm-mm. Uh, oh yeah, that one's that one scene in the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right.
2: Who, who's starting this time? Steven, you. you yes, it's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang it! Okay, this is probably one I like. Just don't have a ton to say about for some reason. Uh, I really like this movie, but like, I yo honestly, I'm not sure. Like. This is one I don't really even know how to talk about cuz it's it's just like a movie about a guy who's bad and then they make him good and then in the end he's still bad. And that is the character arc. Um but I I think it's it's just it's an interesting examination of humanity and Kubrick does it with a very humorous sensibility again like many of his movies and i think uh yeah that's good i mean the the fact that he goes to the like that, that house twice and you know it's it's very that the way that plays out like i won't get into it just because i think the movie explains you can watch the movie and figure out what that scene means but like i think it's a very clever way of doing it like shows character very well it's very funny. Um, and then you have, like, the big strong guy there, too. And, like, out of, that's just funny. And it's interesting. Um, and, like, all of his buddies and him. Like, it would be funny to just have a movie of him and his buddies just, like, fucking around for two hours. But it, I don't think it'd have as much substance. Um, a shot where he gets, I think... He pushes, Alex pushes one of his friends in the water, I think, or that, I don't, that shot's like, it's a cool shot, um, yeah, and then, there's a lot of statues hinting at, you know, what, uh, Kubrick would turn those statues into live objects in, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, uh, <laughs> no yeah good movie good movie uh just i want to put it up top and it's one i for some reason like the more i think about it the more i'm remembering it but it was like i don't know it's kind of subconscious which is interesting because that's a uh uh, that fits thematically with the movie i i'm trying to think what's my fit i don't know i mean the whole thing's just beast there's not really a moment where i'm like yeah that they screwed up there it's like nah not the whole thing and I, I like how the movie has a, like Kubrick tends to have a more uh, like people will call it a cold approach, but I think it's more just like at a distance approach. I think it works really well for a movie like this because you can, you don't have to condone what Alex is doing, but you can like, you can still see the humanity in him. And I guess the movie is kind of trying to be like, yeah, this is humanity of the character. Like, despite his flaws and like what society will do to you be like, you're not you're subhuman cause you're evil, but at the same time, like he considers other subhumans. So in the end, everyone's, a, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of ideas. It's got a lot of ideas. Uh, so yeah, good movie. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Matthew. You uh, Next.
0: All right. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't have a whole lot more to say. Cause I feel like Steven has like talked a lot more about this movie. How uh, I'm surprised and, I did, honestly. That's no, good, that's good, because I don't have a ton of hate <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, this one's, like, not as fresh in my memory, but I just think uh, it is a very interesting look at, like, humanity and, like, kind of just, like, looking at, one, you know, this character who, um, you know, you shouldn't side with, but it still makes you, like, sympathize with the situation. Like, obviously, you know, he's not, not a good character, but, like, um yeah i think the way kubrick does just does that really well and uh malcolm mcdowell is also just incredible uh but Stephen, i feel like you said everything else so colin
2: <laughs> yeah uh
1: it's 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 a really solid one um it's really solid as it's 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 really really good uh but i feel like i don't know how to put this No, just it's it's kind of like a another look at humanity, which I feel like it's it's a very different approach to looking at humanity from two thousand one. So, the fact that he was able to do them back to back, I, or there was actually a large break. I
0: think uh, uh, seventy one and sixty eight.
1: Right. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. That is three years. Okay, I'm thinking I'm yeah. thinking of later in his career, from like full metal to like um, eyes wide shut. Um,
2: yeah, every every year, every movie, it just ballooned the it, time. It draws longer and longer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah for so for some reason i thought there was a bit longer of a break but it's just i feel like they're two very distinct to look at humanity Um uh, i think 2001's more epic and then this one's a much more um you know close-up look uh it's uh yeah i don't really know what else to say about it I, I remember liking it a lot um i'm surprised i'm not surprised that it was so controversial at the time but i think now that it's you know i gained new acceptance uh I, i'm glad that it's gained new acceptance i guess uh it's it's Mal- my favorite malcolm mcdowell performance i guess there's not really a lot a ton of amazing malcolm mcdowell halloween. performance but i think halloween halloween <laughs> yeah but I, I think he does i think he really sells it um you, you know you feel bad for this uh this dick so so yeah i think he does a good job yeah, that's all I had. I, I thought I'd have more to say about it and I don't, but uh-huh. it's I'm I'm cool with putting it below strange love. Um I, I feel like as I based on what you guys were saying, it'd be above or below strange love.
0: I have but, it below the killing.
2: Okay. Below the killing, interesting.
1: I don't know if I go that far. I'd put it above the killing.
2: No, definitely not. I, I would put it a oh. You're good for you, sir. Hello. Okay, i put <laughs> Okay. Uh uh my internet is shit in this room. Okay. Let me let's me see if this funny thing. Uh how how am I? You're good now, you're good. yeah, yeah. No. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh. Uh alright. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am yeah, I good? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. You guys kept freezing. Yeah. Um, um so I'd go above paths of glory.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that.
2: Um I'd put it yeah, high A, low S, but yeah, high A is fine okay.
1: with
0: me. Okay. I think because I have it low A, I would I think Yeah, that, B, it that's, a, goes that's a good. There. Compromise. I think that's yep. a good compromise. Yeah, yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. cool. Uh Okay, well then. Uh, oh wait, uh, Cameron uh, in the chat saying I don't think it's paced that well. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It's, it's Whatever. Not pacing. pacing <laughs> compared to 2001. I, yeah. I would say.
2: Um, okay, I'm just thinking. You're talking about pacing, like 2001 and onward. Like he's he's got a very hypnotic uh, style about his filmmaking that he really zeroed in on. That for me, like. I don't ever really have pacing issues from here on out. Just the style works for me. Um, So, for what it's worth, that's kind of biased too. I know I would agree with that
1: sentiment, though. So
2: it's like he's got a style about it. It's like you just—it's it can be long, but he's—it's very hypnotic. Yeah, I just kind of—I just kind
0: of accept it.
2: Yeah, I think after Mm -hmm. two thousand
0: one, Uh, Cameron Suits Hill just had to give Clockwork another shot.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, who knows. Uh, All right, well, let's move on to Barry Lyndon, and I I will start. Uh, Yeah, Barry Lyndon, this is, uh, some of you guys might know, this is my favorite Kubrick film. Uh, Yeah, I was very scared going into this, because I'm like, three three hour long period piece. I was like, oh, okay, you know, uh, wasn't very excited to uh, watch the movie, and then I finished the movie, I'm just like, oh, I've never been, this engrossed in a three hour long movie before and it's just like kubrick manages to create this movie it's you know technically amazing you know beautiful costumes uh beautiful set pieces I mean, like cinematography stunning uh ryan o'neill i think he does a great job at the main character and kubrick like the last movie where he's dealing with themes of humanity again with barry linden you know the, the main character uh a lot that happens to him where um, you know that kind of you know, go hand in hand with uh, the kind of themes that Kubrick wants to talk about uh, without talking about what happens in the movie because without spoiler uh, yeah, I think it's just a very very layered and complex character that I found was very enthralling to uh, follow and uh, the pacing I think is incredible as well. I just like I uh, there there's an intermission. And so I was like, okay, I, I I think I started the movie at, like, midnight. That's cold. So, Jeez. Uh, at the intermission, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go to sleep because I feel like – I don't know if uh, – yeah, it was, it was really more my issue, but I, I was still just, like, uh, felt like I didn't want to go to sleep, you know? Like, I wanted to finish the movie and stick through it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will say that the two – the first two thirds I enjoy more than the last third, but uh, I did find the entire thing to just very uh, find it to be very engaging. So.
1: Yeah, uh, I like Barry Lyndon a lot. I don't think I'd have it as entirely as some of the previous ones we've talked about, but it's it's still a really really great film. Um, the lighting, obviously, all the all natural lighting that Kubrick used, it looks fantastic. Like I said, I. I I mean, they're very different, obviously, but I think this could rival. Two thousand one is one of Kubrick's best-looking films. Um, yeah, it's it's really epic uh, it, in a different kind of way. We uh, see this meteoric rise of of Barry, and then his his downfall. Like, I I think the reason that again, like I was talking about previously, the the two parts or that Kubrick likes to segment his films a little bit. I think that aids with the pacing i think that's why you were fine leaving off at the at the halfway mark between part one and part two and i wish more movies would do that honestly um especially now that we're interested people are interested in long movies again uh for whatever reason i, I think that i think it'd benefit a lot of films to kind of segment it a little more uh with you know within reason of course but yeah I, a lot of stuff works for me here it's just i i think this is where the runtime Got in the way a little bit i i was engaged for most of it but you know like you said that i think that last third is a little weaker um, that's where i started to, to, to fall off not lose interest completely but um you know barry's barry's meteoric rise is followed by uh some stuff uh i won't, I won't get too much it, into it because I, I think people should definitely watch this movie but uh it's not as interesting as i think the first two thirds and this movie makes me wish we had gotten the Napoleon movie because I, I think it would have been absolutely incredible.
0: Right, that's
2: that's a, yeah, Barry Lyndon is a very good movie. Obviously, it's, uh, I think Ryan O'Neal does a good job. You know, because um, I think like from this moment on, like. Um, be starting with clockwork orange and onward it's like kubrick's movies are just like essentially epic character studies um and i think like you know having to do that i feel like ryan o'neill might have had the hardest task out of all of them like you could say jack nicholson also had to really carry it um that's probably like and also um uh you know um the Clockwork Orange. Uh, what's his name? Alex. Uh, shoot, who plays Alex? Guys, help me Nothing. out here. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um yeah, I need to remember my Kubrick actors. Damn it. Okay, but uh, I think he kind of gets, you know, a little bit. You know, people tend to say, "Oh, he's probably one of the weaker Kubrick protagonists." But I think it, it, like, it, I thought he did fine like I I wouldn't really criticize his performance. I think he plays that like guy that's just kind of gets in both really lucky situations and unlucky. he's just kind of like flowing through life. He's kind of a loser, but he's also like puts forth effort, but he just, he's, he's not careful. It's, I think he does a good job of balancing that pretty well, making him likable, but also you can sort of laugh at him, uh, you know, in his moments where you just, you're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm thinking the opening, it's like that girl he's supposed to, that he's like, loves or whatever, she's just like, fucking with him. It's like, oh, it's that type of movie. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's also the fight he gets into. is pretty sweet. I, I like the fight. Uh, and it's also, it's just so beautiful, like you guys said. Uh, I know I'm kind of going all over the place here. But, uh, I mean, the, the beauty, like, I think, like, even the fight and, like, when he's in the army and the, like, that, the instant with the food, like, and that girl, like, they're all, like, really silly moments, but they, they're handled with such care and, like, they're taken seriously within this world that you, it's, like, it's okay if it's a little goofy. um It's sort of the, I guess, yeah, you know, so I think that's something that, you don't really see in modern filmmaking at least by many directors working today in the mainstream where you just you get a story about that you know has some goofier moments but they're handled as such care like and they're not they're taken they're played straight um and i guess you know you'd think oh a period piece like obviously it's supposed to be played straight and not goofy but then you have like so, but then you have movies like, um, which I haven't seen, but, uh, oh, whatever. I don't even care. You get the gist. Uh, yeah, the, okay. I just need to shut up. It's fine. It's good. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. I the think. The score is amazing. <laughs> I, I just, I lost track of my thoughts cause I couldn't remember what that movie was called. The, the, your ghost, the, favorite the favorite, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. Okay. like I haven't even seen it, but, um that's not a criticism of the favorite more like that's a movie that's sort of like flipping that. Oh, this is a period piece on its head. Whereas like Barry Lyndon didn't need to like try and be like, make people believe it was serious per se, but it's uh, like, it's able to get away with the goofiness I think in part because it's that period piece. Also, I mean like, I guess, you know, people think, Oh, like, Film bro Kubrick fanboys, uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna take everything so seriously. But uh, I mean, you've also got the moments like the duels and stuff. Like it's as much of a bro movie as it is like uh, your your English teacher's favorite Kubrick movie. You know, so yeah, that, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's apt. <laughs> um, um, I'd put it above. Strange Love,
1: really interesting. Yeah. I'd put up a Strange Love. Yeah, put well,
0: I have it. Above. But yeah, you're gonna have it
1: above, so yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> I yeah, think
0: that's fair. Yeah. fair. Yeah. Mm. Cameron says he's been engrossed in a three-hour movie two times in very recent memory. So, yeah, RRR yeah. and the Batman, both both great. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I knew he was thinking of RRR. Okay, yeah,
2: the Batman as well. Yeah. That's, I think, that's the most recent
0: three-hour-long movie I can think
2: Cameron, of. Cameron, I think you would love Barry Lyndon. I think you would like it more than The Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, yeah, I guess so. But, like, they're kind of different. Different. Yeah, very different. But, yeah, I mean, it's as good as There Will Be Blood, uh, basically. So, sure. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, oh, there's man. a third one. Which one, Cameron? Three, dang. Well, can we think of it? <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I'm not looking at his letterbox.
2: Well, while we're at that, or this is, um,
0: we can move on to the shining. Yeah, well, the we'll shining. To to the
2: look. I think that's me.
0: Yeah, Colin. Uh,
1: yeah, name. what? I Just, I feel like. There's so many classics on here, so I don't want to be like, oh, what's there to say about blah, 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 because there's, like, you know, half of this list is just classic movies. Um, but, yeah, The Shining was actually one of my favorite movies. I can't get my favorite movies for a really, really long time. Um, I think it's the quintessential slow burn, slow burn horror movie. Um and I think everything about it, all the performances are fantastic. The score is fantastic. The, obviously, it's shot well. I, mean, I probably shouldn't even be saying that anymore because they're all shot well. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a very visually stunning movie. And the Overlook Hotel is just this iconic iconic place. And it's like one of the few times – I went to – there's the inspiration for it. Obviously, I think it was the inspiration for the Stephen King one. But um, – yeah, after I went and saw that and then I saw this movie and that's like one of my earliest memories of uh of film of like really being interested in film. So it has it has a special place for me, even though it's been dethroned as one of my favorites. Um it's still it's still a masterpiece. And I mean I don't think I think anything less than high S is doing it a major disservice. So I'll leave it
2: at that. Yeah, well, you know, I think this is the one out of all of Kubrick's movies that I think has been honestly maybe talked about the most, at least with our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. It's just you get so hyped up from a young age. You're like, oh, it's one of the scariest movies ever made. It's, you know, it's Jack Nicholson, you know, Dove, and you get uh, Danny's not here right now. Like all the, it's like in the twins and the, the blood of the elevator and all these iconic images and then you find out some of them aren't even in Stephen King's book and you like, oh man. Uh <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah, it lives up to it. I this is another one I had to watch a second time to really get because I again I didn't realize just like you know it like I expected to be scared when watching it. I wasn't scared but like that's doesn't matter because the movie is a, a towering achievement of filmmaking just like many just like if some of the other movies on this list and uh it's got you know i think it's got everything you need to be a classic it's um I, it's interesting how like some of these movies were so critically panned upon release and the shining is one of them is just like really like that's so weird um i guess it might be the humor in it you know, it is it's funny in a lot of parts that like Jack Nicholson. I mean, I, I, if you don't see the humor in his performance, like that's fine. If you still like it, but to me, I'm like, the dude is just, he's ramping it up and just going nuts with it. It's like, it's fun. Um, And it's weird too. I watched the last time I watched this, I watched it with a group of people and like, I could tell that, like i didn't really talk much with anyone about it because it was a pretty big group of like i i knew like just based on the room like everyone was kind of like wait this is the shining like like that wasn't what I expected because like we're so this is a like we're so used to you know what horror is today and i don't think people generally knew what they were getting into when they watched it with me and i don't think People in that time period knew what they were getting into either, but that's, like, for an entirely different reason, almost. It's very interesting how a movie can be seen in one way or misinterpreted in multiple different ways, and I feel like The Shining might be, like, a prime example of that. Uh But, yeah, and also, you know, I know people like to say, oh, you know, Stephen King sucks because he thinks the movie sucks. But I think the book is pretty good too. It's just a different type of take on the story. And if you're going to interpret it your way, Kubrick, you yeah, know, go for it. I don't care I think they both work for what they are. Um, so yeah,
0: I'll just leave it there. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I. It, it's The Shining. I feel like it's just <laughs> it's been talked about to death. Uh. I've talked about it already, and when we were uh, doing. 80s horror movies and so uh so yeah i think we can just go ahead to the rating
2: okay um, Uh, uh all right about say. barry linden oh i wouldn't put it above barry London. <laughs> but i can i can put it above dr strange Love.
0: that's where i would put it okay that's fair Okay.
2: okay.
0: There we go. Cool. Um, all right. Well then, let's go. Wait. Okay. Wait. Uh, Cameron. Also, I didn't want to bring this up when you were talking. So. What uh, should have, have won best picture? You, yeah. Drive my car. One, oh yeah, car- yeah, car- yeah.
2: I I I was I looked that up while Colin was talking because I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, oh, Colin asked to start with The Shining. Yes. <laughs> um, I looked that up. I saw Cameron has a very high you know, all time rankings. So I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Did not know, but we can we don't we don't need to talk about that I guess because that's he can he doesn't we don't want to put him out in the open on you 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 don't want to get exposed like that even if you like a good movie so uh gotta be careful all right yeah okay Full Metal Jacket is me first right so yeah I dude this movie's a riot it's great uh the first hour is listen. Everyone loves the first hour, fifteen hour, whatever it is. I don't know. And then, the all the virgins say, "Oh, you know, once they go to Vietnam, it sucks because it gets boring and they aren't doing the haha, the funniness, the army jokes, and it's just a generic war movie." I don't know. I don't know what people are talking about. The whole thing's fucking awesome. So uh, go, yeah. Uh, Full Metal Jacket's great. Uh, I mean, I don't see how you don't find it funny when the first scene in Vietnam is the fucking uh, prostitute going up to him being like, Hey, do, are you horny? And it's like, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know. But yeah, and then it gets really dark. That ending like hits you like an atom bomb, too. So, yeah, uh, I guess I've been saying a lot. It, so I'll just... Oh, you're good, you're good uh full metal chain what no, well, can be early uh, hint- or yeah uh, yeah but i will say that the that beginning is like the fastest moving first act of a movie i've ever seen probably or one of the i shouldn't say ever but you know, like if it
0: flies by dude
2: so yeah no,
0: no the the first half is just is incredible like uh and because of how great it is, it's just like, it's, it's hard for the second half to like match that. Uh, but I do, I, I still like the second half, but I, I just feel like it's hard for it to reach the heights of the first half of it. And then just an incredible depiction of like how gritty war is and like the effects it can have on a human, like just how Kubrick displays that is incredible. Uh, so yeah, that's
1: great. Colin? Uh, yeah, so I, I I like this film a lot. Um, I think Matthew Modine's Joker is like one of the more more underrated uh, Kubrick protagonists because, like, you know, like like you guys said, he's the movie's very funny and he's he's definitely a part of that. But he also really sells the the horror that the the movie ends with. So yeah, I, I mean, I think he I think he gets really undersold because like he's not one of the main main. Uh, Actors that people like point to for good Cooper performances but I think he's up there with the best of them um, and, and you know there's like you guys said uh, that that first half that first half it's like I know yeah I know what you're saying Steven but that first half is really amazing uh, compared to the, the second half and the second half is still really good that first half is absolutely incredible um, and uh, Vincent Donofrio does a, a really good job of uh, that that private who descends into Kind of madness under Arlie Army's fantastic, fantastic general or uh, drill instructor. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really funny. All of them, I guess, are, are kind of have that interesting kind of humor where you could still really enjoy the film even without it. But it, it just adds to the film. Um, I don't know if I'd go as to far as far as to say it's better than anything we have in the S tier currently. Um, I think I think the pacing in that second half is a little. A little weird, um, but I it's it's I'd feel fine putting it next year. It's it's a great portrayal of war, I think it's the stronger of the two two war movies that
2: Kubrick has done for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I it's it's my second favorite Kubrick, my yeah, second actually. Favorite but as well. oh, all right, well. but at the same time, like you know, I guess it's not fair to say I have seen a few of the others, so like I. Or, like, I haven't seen some of them in a bit more time. But, yeah, I'd still put it number
0: two for me. Yeah, that's fine.
2: Well,
0: um, I'm having a problem because I'm, like, I can't put it above Barry Lyndon. So, I have a lovely <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm fine with that. We can move it below Barry ah, Lyndon.
2: Shining, low S tier, whatever. That's fine. No, uh, that's not a knock against the Shining.
1: But... Yeah, I mean, any, any the S tier, they're all so close in quality. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah all right well uh our last movie then it is a uh, eyes wide shut uh this one is in yeah I, I haven't seen it since 2019 but just like i i still really i i still have like very strong memories just about the atmosphere of the entire film and like uh the score that like the that keeps on repeating and uh just what Cruz and Kidman, like their portrayals of these characters are are they are incredible. Um I'm trying to think of like what else I could say because like it's just not fresh in my memory. But it's like the the there's a lot of themes about uh it's like sex and like <laughs> well <laughs> there's definitely like some deeper themes there that like I can't really talk about because it's not like as fresh but i i just like remembering the first time that i watched it it was just very dreamlike and ominous like yeah,
1: yeah I, um <laughs> i think that i think you nailed why i like it so much uh the score i i think this is a better horror movie than the shining to be honest uh i think the score is the score usually doesn't have a major effect on why i love film but this is one of the few where that that has been the case uh this this film score yeah a little maybe a little repetitive but it it works so um yeah and then tom cruise being tired as hell after a billion takes i'm sure uh it's it really yeah it contributes to that dreamlike atmosphere um and it's just I, i guess i can't talk a ton of why i love it without getting into kind of spoilers but it's it's a fun it's like a quest movie almost where he, he's trying to get all this information and just all these all these places that he goes to and just everybody that he meets does a really all the actors that he he meets do a really great job of this of this um yeah it's all it's all dreamlike and uh, i don't know it's one of those films that i can't put a finger on why i love it so much and why i have it at the top i'm aware it's definitely not everybody's top choice um, but it's it's definitely stuck with me um, a lot longer than I thought it would because you know it's it's not usually at the top of Kubrick's filmography people kind of consider this like a, a downgrade after his his run and then you know he passed so it's it's seen as kind of almost a me I viewed it as a kind of a black sheep in the, his later filmography but the fact that I was so blown away with it really
2: really impressed me yeah i I, I think the tide has kind of turned on this movie a bit. Um, I think it's initial release. I It's also his most recent movie by far. And as a result, I think like we're like, it's probably the only movie we can remember that was like, that we were like still alive for, we can remember people talking about it. Like, Oh, like it's his lesser movie because I feel like most Kubrick movies, when they're released, it's people don't... They're not usually quite as well received. So, um, yeah, don't mind the Bulls game. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Um, yeah, it's 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 quite the undertaking. I think it's as ambitious as any of his other movies. There's so many ideas and themes at play here. It's very... Uh, but it, it's still very fun to... There's a lot of um, funny moments. You know, I think the fact that you can talk about, like, an intimate couple and still co- also go into, like, cults and, you know, these ambitious stories, you know, again, it's that Kubrick intimate character study within this epic tale. Um, and so, yeah, I'd, I'd put it up there for sure as well. It's It's just as good as any of his great... Stuff I think so.
0: Yeah. yeah, um I think I have it in S tier above the Shining. I would do that too, actually. Yeah.
1: Man, unfortunate because the Shining I to that on another one, but I love this movie a lot, so we'll 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 let it go. We'll go to go there. I'm not going to argue too much against that. That's okay. higher than I thought it would be.
2: Honestly, uh, this list is playing out quite nicely
1: yeah it yeah, turned I mean, out better than i thought it was i thought it was really like really think... really all over the place but yeah this is good or really yeah, stacked area, think... or, or whatever
0: it's, it's Kubrick, so you know a lot of s tiers. but yeah he's just an amazing director so yeah i think it's warrants the, um, you know being top heavy uh oh, there you go cole 2001 made it to the top <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah i uh i oh, wasn't yeah.
2: gonna let it go down uh, I don't really right. have to argue though, so. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody else is cool with
0: So, <laughs> Cole said this earlier, but I didn't want—I uh, wanted to bring that yeah, up. Cole, well, you yeah. can, you can, you just suck, actually. Yeah, like, you just suck. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought, you
2: wanted. You shouldn't you be happy? Two thousand one is one. Yeah, I, I, like, I, on. I, thought. Yeah, I mean, I was. I that's all you cared about. He never, he never complained about the placement. He just said. it <laughs> It's because Cole has a teensy tiny attention span, and uh, he can't handle big brain movies like *Ice White Show*, where, where people do crazy things and stuff. Hey, does he like oh, it's, Linda? Yeah, it's a you yeah, know, it's it's a it's a movie for big brain people. I like, wouldn't <laughs> expect the smooth <laughs> brains to comprehend it. Give it ten years. Ten you'll years. love it. Cole. Ten years. It's it's tar- like every other Kubrick movie, you 30, know. The tide, old, yeah. the tide is yeah. turning. Eight the most recent Kubrick movie before that was eighty seven. Um, Full yeah. metal jacket. So like twelve years so, prior. Kind of crazy. That's but, that's think... quite a big difference. Wasn't Full Metal Jacket we received well on release? Yeah, that one that one was I think I think Frank Copper called it like He said that first hour or something. He said it was like the best movie he'd seen. It was like Mm -hmm. the first hour of that movie. I don't even know. But he said, I think it was Frank Copper that said that it was like the best movie of the decade or some like the first hour. I don't know. It's some IMDb trivia. So you guys can look Mm -hmm. it up. Interesting. It's not that hard to find.
0: All right. Um, I'm pretty happy with
1: this this ranking. Yeah, this
0: list is cool i'll take it yeah yeah uh i'm excited for cole to listen to this part later on uh after his match (laughs) but uh, oh his match is going on right now oh
2: yeah it's at nine okay
0: but uh yeah uh let me just finalize our collaborative list uh for our audio listeners so in d tier we have fear and desire uh, and then the next one up is in c tier killer's kiss Bottom of B, we have Spartacus, and at the top is Lolita. Bottom of A is The Killing, then Paths of Glory above that, and then A Clockwork of Orange. Uh, And then at the bottom of S, we have Dr. Strangelove, then The Shining, then Eyes Wide Shut, then Full Metal Jacket, then Barry Lyndon, and at the top is 2001. So, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess one thing I would say actually, I honestly, I could put Clockwork Orange and Pads of Glory and S, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm, we need I'm to do cool that. With him. I'm cool <laughs> with them there. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I, I honestly could yeah. accept that, is what yeah. I'm saying. Argument could be made.
1: I think the rest S tier, but I think, I think they're okay with that too. Yeah. yeah I think no, it right. would
2: be interesting. I mean, there's only three of us, and I know. I know there's some other people who have very different opinions than what we do.
0: I'm, yeah, so. I'm, glad, I'm glad, glad, we, glad we got yeah. all the like-minded people on the same panel. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah. thanks to everyone in the live chat. We got Film Composers bracket on Thursday. Yeah April 8.30 p.m. So Let's say 8.30. I didn't know what time it was. That's true. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that's it for today. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say before? No. Nah. Let's get out of here already. Damn
1: it.
2: Been right. too long. I just want to watch Kubrick now. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't
1: have time because I have more homework. So yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: That's, that's all for see today. All. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.